0: Hi, I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Diana.
0: Welcome to Filmscape, a movie reviewing podcast. Today, we're reviewing Talk to Me, a new supernatural horror movie centered on a group of teens who tempt fate by playing party games with an embalmed hand that conjures spirits. You busy tonight? You want to turn, eh? My mom leaves at 9. So you're at me. 10. <laughs> yes! Where'd you get it from, anyway?
1: Apparently it was the hand of someone who could connect with the dead.
0: I heard it was the hand of a Satanist the other hand's just out there. White people shit, man, I tell you. <laughs> All right, let's do this! You know the drill. Say, so, talk to me. Talk to me. Diana, what did you think of Talk to Me?
1: What a movie. It was... Oh. It was definitely a good movie. I think that, again, it's supposed to be a horror film. It is dark. They used practical effects, which I think were very well used. There's definitely multiple moments where you're cringing because of what's happening. I mean, again, oh, you're really saw this so no, far. No, no, no. <laughs> for people who, like, when you're watching a movie, it's like, okay, you want to know that it's being effective. And yeah, I, I mean, I did like it. The one thing I would say that bugged me a lot about this movie was the sound design. There were things that I think it could have been a little better if I wasn't so distracted by the sound because there were times when one of the, I guess, a big moment in the beginning was like one of the friends hits her friend with like a pillow and it almost sounds like she's being slapped. It doesn't sound like a pillow's hitting this character. And so there are times, like there's multiple times where people are either like hitting something Or, yeah, hitting something in general, whether it's themselves, an object, whatever. And it just, it's so loud. And I think it's supposed to help with evoking that sense of dread. Sometimes it was just way too loud, in my opinion. It ended up kind of taking away from it just a little bit. I know it may not seem like a big deal, but I think sound is just so important in a film. And if you're feeling like someone, like, hitting someone with a pillow or slapping themselves in the face is, like, so loud that then when you're trying to hear dialogue...
0: Well, that's very specific off the bat i was definitely not as bothered by the sound as you were there were a couple instances where i thought okay that was a little ridiculous with the loud noise here that's not what that sounds like like hitting someone with a pillow but i didn't really think that happened that often i mean i would say the first it movie had plenty of moments that Mm. were way too loud yeah and um that's a thing with horror movies that is a problem now especially with jump scares of course where sometimes even if there's a, a startling moment that happens they'll just be this super loud stupid like banging noise that comes from nowhere in the you know in the movie but they just play it to freak you out and make but you jump in your seat which is stupid that's what i guess that's but what that, i'm trying to get
1: to is that it feels a little gimmicky
0: okay but but that okay but that kind of thing didn't really happen in this movie it was what you said it was just a couple like physical motions whether someone hit something or so, or something fell where it was too loud so that's it's not as bad I'd say it's part of that larger problem. Yes. But aside from that, it's really not that big a deal. Uh, in my opinion, I thought the movie was really strong. My favorite horror movie in many months, maybe the whole year, even though I didn't quite love it, there were a couple things that kept me from from it being like a perfect experience, I guess. But overall, it really impressed me, especially as it went along. Mm-hmm. So... To give a little background, the movie it's a very simple premise. The movie centers on these I don't know, like punkish teens or something in I guess some uh, uh, suburb of Australia. I think it's southern Australia. I lived in Australia for a few months so I, I should know this, but um I was not in southern Australia, but I think that's where this took place. They're basically just hanging around, being teenagers and having parties. And one of them says, hey, guys, I got this embalmed hand like that belonged to a medium. And we can play games with it where if you touch the hand, like if I guess if you're giving a handshake or something, you will see a spirit in front of you that no one else, you know, in the room will see. You can interact with it and it can possess you. So they play party games. And I guess this is a normal thing that they all just accept. And off the bat, I was like, what is going on here? Part is this, this some Blumhouse crap? The trailer for this movie, a lot of people thought, oh my god, this looks like one of those horror movies from Blumhouse, especially the universally panned Truth or Dare I know. from a few years ago, where it's like this dumb curse following these dumb teenagers, and it just kills them one by one, and it's just a stupid, brainless movie that cost five bucks to make, because horror movies are very cheap to make, generally. But... Because it's from the studio A24, who are, might be the consistently best movie studio currently, they make all kinds of interesting independent movies.
1: I know they produce a lot of really interesting stuff. Yeah, they
0: have a big following. We're part of the A24 fan club or something. Um, We mentioned this (laughs) in our our Bo is Afraid review, because this movie and that movie we each saw in early screenings, which we're very appreciative of due to our membership with the AAA 24 group and we are not being sponsored to talk about this no. we're just grateful yes that we got to see the uh, critic screening of this it opens july 28th and uh, we saw it about a week and a half earlier than that anyway that's my long-winded way of saying that this movie had promise even though the trailer does what a trailer does it sets it up mm-hmm. but despite this kind of weird borderline ridiculous sort of jumping off point Where the movie goes and what happens afterwards gets very, very real and very, like, I guess, sobering because a horrible tragedy happens as a result of these stupid things they're doing with this haunted hand. And then the rest of the movie is really, really, really good and gets very just psychological and almost realistic. Parts of it reminded me of, like, Hereditary and movies like that just in terms of its impact and eeriness in the atmosphere and all that was really, really, really good. So yeah, overall, I thought it was great. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that this movie is also a commentary to some degree about social media and the age of social media and being like a teenager, young adult, where these kids are using this embalmed hand, this haunted hand as a party game. But yet these teenagers, they're taking videos on TikTok essentially and it's almost like they're acting like this is a challenge to shake the or like hold the embalmed hand even though it ends up having real world repercussions and kind of trying to not just go and do things just because they seem so cool. I think that it's trying to make a comment on that because I think even like today in the real world people are always doing all these TikTok challenges or things on Instagram and then it ends up then they end up having, you know, an injury or something bad happens to them because they took it too far. And I think this movie kind of makes a point that, you know, you shouldn't do everything you see online. So that's one piece. And then the other piece is obviously just trying to take it further by making it scary with something that's haunted and that they're literally being possessed while they're holding this hand. And the movie does set up some rules, but it doesn't go too far. So it allows for some... Because, you know, there are a lot of movies that they spend so much time setting up the rules of some sort of scary, spooky game that it doesn't really get into the real brunt of what the repercussions of what happens. So with this, I mean, the main like rule is you, you know, you say, talk to me, I let you in while you're holding the hand and you're only allowed to hold the hand for 90 seconds. And if you go beyond that, the spirit can potentially stay with you longer or just keep being with you. And that is ultimately what happens it just ends up, of course, going awry when it was supposed to be just a fun party game, which it, I would never sign up to do this in a party.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, all that initial like development, and then the horrible event that sort of breaks everything down and kind of sets up the rest of the movie was pretty standard for like a horror movie where especially where everything is initially set up as being all great and happy. And then of course, everything goes terrible, like I don't know, Pet cemetery or something, just there's tons and tons of novels and movies that's kind of how it goes that's sort of the development but this one does it really well first of all the event that happens that kind of turns everything on its head is genuinely horrific and you can feel it completely shatters all the camaraderie and lighthearted idiocy that um, characters are doing it's like it's such a shocking insane thing you know i mentioned hereditary before and and Mm -hmm. not that this is similar to hereditary it's very different But it's like I said, it sort of has a similar impact where it it really floors you and is generally horrifying. And the way it plays out is very realistic and very well written that it's very disturbing and really gets under your skin and you're just kind of like, oh my God. So all of that's really well done. And then everything that happens afterward is like, just things just get deadly serious. And I I think at that point, the movie... The style of the movie gets more claustrophobic more dread inducing right. as things go awry and it's the, sort of the breakdown of this friend group the main character mia is uh she's a really she's a really interesting actress i haven't seen her in anything but she has really big kind of vulnerable expressive eyes which the movie definitely makes use of because there's all these there's lots of close-ups and claustrophobic camera work and also like this it's like the shallow focus style that got to be a bit much um Mm -hmm. but i i assume that was a stylistic choice but it's all really well made and really well paced and the visuals are so creepy and it's very suspenseful it's kind of a slow burn but plenty of thrilling things happen it's it's a very good balance between like i feel like kind of a general audience who just like to go to any horror movie would get a lot out of it but If you're also into, like, more artsy, atmospheric, slow burn, really creepy psychological horror movies, which is what A24 does a lot, which is why they're all so great, it really plays to, like, kind of what you're looking for either way, which is also impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the events that kind of unfold relating to the main character Mia are really embedded in the theme of grief and trauma, because... It's the second anniversary of her mother's passing, and they had some sort of memorial for her, and and then what happens is they have this party game where then she realizes that she can connect with spirits, and it makes her feel like, oh, wait, there's this level of closeness that I could potentially feel with my mom, who's no longer physically around. And I think that's what creates all this madness, because she's always wanting to find this connection to her mother, even though she's gone, where... I think that in the end, that's what ends up setting up everything to be, like, she's the main reason why a lot of the bad things do occur, besides the people who bring the hand in the first place and are promoting that.
0: Yeah, that's why I say this works as a psychological, slow burn, well-made, really high-quality horror movie that sticks with you, because it is about more than just a creepy, embalmed hand that... Conjure Spirits to Possess You, which kind of sounds like a goofy premise. Like I said, like a Blumhouse kind of movie. I mean, Blumhouse has made some great movies. I'm not trying to say that they're like... I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage Blumhouse, but they've just made a couple movies like that. That seem they were a little formulaic. This one does what a good horror movie can do, which is it has a lot of the things that play out could happen in real life based on things that aren't supernatural that could happen to anyone. It's certainly a, a very dark place for the mind to go. It's it's very unsettling and tragic, but it stays committed to that and uh if you like these kinds of movies, this is another really good one. Like I, I keep mentioning Hereditary. It's kind of it's sort of parallel to that. I feel like that movie changed a lot of things with horror movies at least right. where a lot a lot more horror movies now are trying to be about grief and like tie in a family tragedy mm-hmm. kind of the way that movie did because that movie was such a like big hit and was so admired also that mm-hmm. i think it kind of revitalized the idea that horror can be really psychological and have like great acting and just be about a lot of things um the way that they kind of were more maybe like in the 1970s as opposed to like the 2000s when it was just all remakes and stuff so this kind of falls in line with that trend but in, you know in a good way where it really pulls it off whereas some movies it kind of feels a little bit like yeah, all right this is all right but i uh, you know right like i feel memorable
1: like i feel like a lot of effective horror nowadays because i think people have seen so many movies that they're becoming kind of desensitized to a lot of things that in order to try to i think reinvigorate people's continuous love of horror is by tapping into obviously like real life events that could happen and the reality so that way you really do feel that anxiety and terror and just general fear because otherwise you're just thinking oh yeah like that's scary because it was, there was someone jumped at me for five seconds but oh uh, the, the but, demon
0: but, chased after him oh but he got away at the last right moment. But, yeah. but when
1: you think about something that could potentially happen to someone or like it tries to tie in themes that happen in real life like a parent passing away and then a loved one family friend that you essentially treat as your sibling then having being injured and all the things that ensue it really taps into like real human experiences that then you feel like wow this is there's more real reality to it and real like
0: well it can be gut-wrenching yeah when when a movie like this where there's obviously supernatural paranormal things going on can also have whole scenes and, like, character interactions and events and consequences and things happen that could all happen from something else that Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with, you know, supernatural horror story. And so when you can, like, merge those different things together successfully, that's how you get something a little more, like, multifaceted and psychological. Like a lot of the other A24 movies do. And, you know, like, and I would say... A lot of Stephen King stories do that because Mm -hmm. they're novels. They obviously have to have some character development. You know, it's not like an 80-minute disposable horror movie that's just there to make money and, you know. That's where the genre really flourishes and stands out. Because horror movies cost so little to make, it helps because there's a lot less risk involved. There's a lot more that can be made. So this was like an independent Australian movie... From first-time directors, I think that's pretty impressive because mm-hmm. this was a really well-directed, intense, fairly well-paced movie. Like I said, I had some issues with it, but right. it was overall really impressive.
1: I think what helps is that, so it's the YouTube channel Raka Raka. That's what it's called, and they... You mean that the
0: directors have? Yeah. Oh, okay. So
1: they do, like, comedic and horror-related shorts. So they're trying to intertwine kind of certain elements of, like humor and horror together in smaller bits while, you know, tackling it in a, a feature film is obviously a totally different undertaking. So it is impressive, as you as you kind of mentioned. I think that this movie in general has, like, a lot of strength in, like, mainly I think, to me, like, in the beginning and in the end because of trying to set up like what you're getting yourself into as a viewer in the beginning and the opening scenes and then kind of what how it wraps up also makes you feel like, wow, it just, it keeps you thinking about it long after you've left the theater. And I think that that's what makes it, it's, of course, it's effective.
0: Yeah, the whole movie is basically boils down to like a cautionary tale about do not mess with the other side, with the spirit world, with all that kind of stuff. Like, if you're afraid of Ouija boards or wary of that kind of thing, this is a great movie to watch that will completely reinforce <laughs> and validate your feelings on these things
1: yeah what if we open the door but we didn't shut it delete it ah!
0: delay it come on the
1: spirit ah! they followed us oh, we
0: have to do something you want to do it again they
1: <sighs> not gonna stop
0: what was it um,
1: what I let you in. I let you in.
0: I thought it was a bit unbelievable how this all starts that they all they aren't all more terrified and scared of this hand as soon as they see that they can communicate with spirits and even see them right in front of their very eyes there. They all just kinda of go along with it and have a great time and it's just very ill-advised that's one of the issues i had was that this is kind of a spoiler i guess is that these idiot obnoxious (laughs) friends they didn't get killed off the way i think was kind of warranted given how incredibly stupid and reckless they were and what happens which is that in, kind of an innocent person mm-hmm. gets horribly affected by what they're doing which is what kind of turns everything on its head
1: right it's like the youngest person present in like the group ends up being the person who's yeah, it's one of their
0: friends like si- younger yeah, siblings yeah. who didn't who's just hanging around and he he gets you know something horrible happens to him with the possession and that's when the movie gets very real and that's kind of how everything spirals into chaos
1: right and i think that part of the The real-world implication that I would put into this relating to, like, the two people who bring the hand and end up not, you know, they end up leaving kind of scot-free without any repercussions for them. It does make me think about real life because there are plenty of people who do shitty things and then they get away with it when someone else got hurt. You and I spoke about this briefly, was that the main repercussion that we can see them leaving with as characters is that they're scarred for life because this terrible stuff that irreparably impacted a family.
0: They were very neglectful and irresponsible which led to this awful thing happen. And yeah, all of that's true I would but I would say that because this is a horror movie and because of how all this is yeah. set up I feel like a big part of horror movies is seeing stupid characters, <laughs> bad characters kind of get their comeuppance right. whether it's by a slasher villain or a ghost or whatever. But I don't know if I would say it's like an actual problem with the movie. It was just sort of yeah. my personal preference. I think this movie needed a little bit of a higher body count. Give, <laughs> g- given the sense of dread, given what was set up, it's just kind of what, I just think it needed that a little bit. But that's, hmm. that's, that's kind of a minor complaint. I mean, everything that follows, it's a lot to process. We're still processing it, but yeah. it definitely goes in some weird directions there's some bizarre things that happen that i haven't quite seen in any movie probably an advantage of this being an independent movie it's less self-aware less of a risk really good atmosphere
1: the other thing is that it also has elements of like the movie it follows because
0: yeah you know you
1: have these teenagers trying to figure out the source or trying to figure out i mean they don't get all the way to the source but they're trying to figure out answers to this supernatural problem you know, in order for them to try to have a semblance of normalcy again. And I think that's one moment when they're trying to get to one of the sources of, again, like the of the hand. That's when, like, I think they end up being very calmly told off about, like, you let a kid do this. Or you can't fool around with this stuff by somebody who, who was also directly impacted by this hand in the events.
0: Yeah, it's very similar to It Follows, where the, the opening scene of the movie follows characters mostly characters that we don't see again you sort of see immediately what this thing's capable of the character that comes out of that they find because that's where one of their friends got the hand in the first place but but then beyond that they don't really do any other investigation into where right. this hand came from which I think could have had a pretty interesting occult I agree background just the idea of that of this embalmed hand that supposedly came from a medium is such a like interesting weird. Thing that I—it makes me think of going into a the dusty occult <laughs> section of an old library and o- finding an old dusty book and opening right. it up and re- reading about incantations and that kind of stuff. I like that kind of subject matter, and this one doesn't go that far into the origins because I think it's trying to stay pretty focused and right. uh, just on what's happening.
1: Yes, I think that that piece would have been useful a little bit to give more context to the story and feel like okay, not necessarily about the rules of it, but. I think that the context would have served the characters well, especially because the movie's trying to show that, obviously, the negativity and just the evilness that can come out of this embalmed hand and the possession that occurs, it's not like people are always going to interact with nice spirits when they're interacting with the hand. So that's one point. But then also trying to show that it's kind of a cyclical problem because part of the story is that, that what we mentioned is that there's someone who is affected, that they find the source, one of the sources of the hand, for them yeah the
0: last person who had it yes this this exactly one of their friends got it and
1: right and so yeah. it's trying to show that this evil is continuing and being passed on and that
0: like we said it follows right or the ring is another one right like a curse movie
1: yeah by having that context but then also trying to i think it would have just helped in really further creating a basis for the story so that way people really felt like oh you know this has existed for this amount of time and it just keeps going and going.
0: Well, it could have at least provided a little bit of like mythology and mysticism and kind of spark your imagination more. If kind of like I mentioned earlier, there was a little more about finding out about this hand, where it came from, who who, other people's lives that it affected. Plenty of horror movies do that. Like we mentioned it before, of course, that goes into a whole big, crazy sci-fi mythology of where Pennywise the Clown... Came from and all that, and that was a really fully fledged thing. But that was also an 800 page book that Stephen King wrote, whereas this is just all being made up for this just this self contained movie. So I'm not saying it needs this big epic detour of a mythology, this hand where it came from. A lot of it you can kind of suppose yourself like yeah. that this is a world where mediums, whether you believe it or not, in this scenario, mediums and people who talk to the dead really exist. There is the spirit world where there are spirits, I guess, in limbo. And there's some malevolent spirits, demons. People in real life claim that that happens to them. They get taken over by a demon whatever. And, and there's countless horror movies, like we mentioned, Insidious, that deal with that. This is just one that that's on the higher end as far as quality goes and originality and scares. And, you know, it's not that I, I don't love it quite as much as, like, It Follows or The Ring, but it's definitely pretty great and like i said probably my favorite horror movie of the year mm-hmm. and i'll just say despite all that stuff that i mentioned that they don't really seem to make enough of an effort to figure out this hand since it's messed up their lives so much i would say as the movie goes on especially the third act in the very end mm-hmm. really gets into that or you know kind of shows you the other side i'll say with what happens to the main character and especially the very very ending like the last two minutes i think i kind of loved and yes. just where the movie ends up is just so great and i just thought wow that was i, I wasn't wholly expecting this to end in a completely satisfying way just thought oh uh, they're all gonna die or uh, you know it'll just be some like uh, the hand one in the end and everyone died and it's gonna go on to the next group yeah. Bye, everybody. And then the credits roll. <laughs> like it, it's much more clever and eerie right. and interesting than that. I'll say. And I, I really, really liked that part too. Yeah. That kind of sealed the deal for me.
1: Yeah, I, I really, really liked the end. Like I just felt like that. To me, that's really what stuck with me. Yeah. Those last two minutes, and I just, I'm glad that they, honestly, came to that that ending because I think the movie could have gone, like what you said, a different way with the ending and and made it less clever and made it less intriguing and again less effective in staying with you in the long term
0: we're trying to go be spoiler free here but it's a really great ending for this kind of movie where it goes i was very happy with that yeah and if you just look at the whole movie from beginning to end where the movie starts and then where it ends i think was really great it was just such a it was just a great concept even if i wish a little some things here and Mm -hmm. there were different with that i would definitely recommend talk to me if you're a horror fan and can handle some pretty disturbing stuff
1: yes (laughs) yes to all that uh i would say don't bring grandma don't bring little toddlers no uh... and
0: (laughs) even though it is all about teenagers and the first third especially almost feels like it could be like like we, mentioned, we keep mentioning kind of like one of those Blumhouse movies for younger audiences, like a found footage thing, or, you know, where it's about teenagers and they're just on their phones and they're annoying. This is not one of those movies that's for a younger audience. It is definitely very R-rated. And like I said, the movie gets much more sobering and psychological and mature after that. That's just kind of the setup. And it's just teenage characters. But this this isn't really a movie for teenagers. Some teenagers might like it. I don't know. It's not like jump scares and just like thrills and chills all the time. Right. Would you recommend Talk to Me, Gianna?
1: Yeah, I would. I, w- I would definitely recommend it. Not for sensitive people. You have to be a horror fan, as we've said.
0: There's moments of humor. It moves along at a nice pace. It's not like glacial pacing. I think it kind of crosses. It can cross over with a lot of audiences. And a movie like this deserves to be supported in theaters. because everything runs on money so it it at least and i don't think the budget was very high so i'm sure this will do great but it's good for smaller independent movies especially by first-time directors to be supported when they you know do this great of a job with it so so yes we would recommend it If you find it in bombed hand, just leave it where you found it. Don't play any games with it. I think that's what this movie is trying to say. Yeah, maybe. Put away the Ouija yeah, boards. Yeah, exactly. Don't mess with the spirits.
1: Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't mess with things for the sake of social media because it won't turn out great.
0: That too, yeah. It's not worth risking your life. Yes. To think you're going to go viral. Yes. Doing some, I don't know, internet challenge or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Hi, Film Booze. If you want to contact us with any questions or comments or thoughts on the film, you can reach us at filmscaped at gmail.com. That's F-I-L-M-S-C-A-P-E-D at gmail.com. We have a website called filmscapepodcast.com. We also have an Instagram at Filmscape podcast, which you should definitely follow if you are not already. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe
0: on the podcast platform of your choice.
1: Thanks.